49ers cutback podcast time welcome to the show everyone matchups for the 49ers to exploit on offense when you're looking for ways to beat the Philadelphia Eagles one of the easiest places to look is the Eagles defense the 49ers offense is going to have to find a way to exploit the weaknesses and the matchups that provide them the best opportunities to be successful and the 49ers have a plethora of weapons whether you're talking in the backfield with Christian McCaffrey or Kyle Juszczyk, you're talking at the tight end position with George Kittle or at the wideout position where you have Brandon Ayuk, who's emerging as one of the top stars in the entire league, and Debo Samuel that has already proven he's got all pro ability. At any moment, those guys can make some big-time plays for your offense. The 49ers look over at Philadelphia, and Philadelphia's defense is loaded, especially along the defensive line. When you look at the likes of Fletcher Cox uh, and the likes of uh, the Galen Carter, the new rookie that they got, or Jordan Davis, the big defensive tackle, they're absolutely loaded. They rush Josh Sweat off the opposite side. Hassan Reddick brings pressure off the edge as well. It's a loaded front line, and it's a nice, solid rotation. They've been able to continually put players out there and keep pressure on your offensive line and pressure on your quarterback. But there are areas at which you can attack the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles, though strong, have weaknesses. Because let's be honest, in the NFL, you just can't pay everyone. Sometimes players are going to leave. That's why you see players in their secondary, like C.J. Gardner-Johnson, leave in free agency. Seen linebackers leave. Kaiser White heads off to Arizona. With every sort of move that happens like that, you lose a little bit of who you were and so far how good you could be. That's not even including what they lost up front. They lost a key cog along that defensive line. Now, they've done a very good job of potentially replacing him, but Javon Hargrave came over to the 49ers in a huge move for San Francisco. With that comes a young player like Jordan Davis having to step up and get something done. But there's offensive matchups that the 49ers can exploit against Philadelphia, and that's what I want to get into this get into in this episode. Those matchups, the 49ers can go ahead and single out certain matchups and take advantage and get something done uh, so that way they can beat the Philadelphia Eagles and have an opportunity to potentially get to that number one seed. If you're looking for a matchup to exploit, do it with Bet Online. The holiday season is off and rolling with the NFL in full stride and NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up to minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, Bet Online is a top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four. Bet Online has the info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. For almost any sport that is played, from MMA to international soccer, head to Bet Online today. And remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. And I think where this matchup for the 49ers starts 
is with Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey this season is leading the league in rushing. He has been just absolutely dynamic with the ball in his hands. We've seen that he really took over that Thanksgiving game against the Seattle Seahawks on the ground. His patience, his vision, his physicality, his speed, it was all on display. And what's funny about McCaffrey, he's not the biggest, he's not the fastest, he's not the strongest. He's just really, really good. But some of the things that he did in that game, the patience and then the explosiveness that he showed uh, to get vertical, leave everyone optimistic about how this offense can take another step forward with Christian McCaffrey leading the way. With that, the Philadelphia Eagles have to find a way to slow down Christian McCaffrey. And it's not going to be easy. And I talked about Kaiser White leaving earlier. That was definitely a big loss for them. And in comes Zach Cunningham and Nicholas Morrow. And Cunningham is dealing with an injury. There's no guarantee he's going to play in this football game. He's been missing practice. But let's talk about this linebacker room in general. Uh, it doesn't matter if they bring in one of their backups. They're going to be in a world of hurt at the linebacker position if they don't have Cunningham. The Kobe Dean was a guy that had stepped up for them, but he's dealing with an injury and he's on IR. But why is this a matchup to exploit? Number one, uh, Christian McCaffrey's your number one weapon on offense because he can run the ball very effectively and he can catch the ball in the backfield very good. So what you want to do is find key matchups to use him to take advantage of the linebackers. And we already talked about the run game. If your linebackers aren't proficient in making sure they get to the holes that they're supposed to get to and fill those open areas, what's going to happen is your 49ers offensive line is going to be able to double team at the point of attack, which is important because you need to be able to move Jalen Carter. You need to be able to move Jordan Davis. Don't know what's going to happen with Fletcher Cox. Not looking good that he's going to play in this game dealing with the groin. But that interior defensive line for Philadelphia should be a real problem the way that the makeup is of the 49ers offensive line. They are big and they are stout. They are problems for Jake Brendel. But if you're allowed to duo block and that double team and you're allowed to get some movement with one of those guys, and potentially those linebackers aren't good enough to fill, and you're able to kind of get some yardage with that type of uh, skill and technique, potentially you can still get a very good run game going. Now, Philly has been excellent against the run this season. They give up 85 yards per game. What you saw against Buffalo was as that game persisted, as Fletcher Cox was out of the game, there started to be some opportunities in the run game for Buffalo. And I think there's going to be opportunities for the 49ers in the run game. Plus, you throw in the fact that last year at the NFC Championship game, and I know Kyle said you don't go back that far, but I think you remember little tendencies. Of course, it's a different defensive co coordinator. It's no longer Jonathan Gannon. But you remember that they were ignoring play action. They were ignoring the run game early to get after Brock Purdy. Kyle Shanahan doesn't have to forget that. He can remember that if they're going to go ahead and ignore the run game early and go after Brock Purdy, potentially you're going to have some avenues to be able to run the football. Hassan Reddick is going to be flying upfield. That's great. You can go ahead and pull a, a uh, tackle, a guard. You can go ahead and come with George Kittle or Kyle Juszczyk post-snap to go ahead and kick him out, and there'll be huge voids in the run game. We just talked about these linebackers, and this is why it's a key. If those linebackers aren't able to fill, if they aren't able to make up ground and fill that open window, Christian McCaffrey is going to have some explosive plays. There's a reason that Reed Blankenship leads the team in tackles, and he's on the third level of the defense.
he's having to clean up a lot of plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. So the San Francisco 49ers key is getting Christian McCaffrey going in the run game. Now, how will Philadelphia counter that? Will they come up with eight men in the box? Will they put, you know, one of their safeties, will they put Reed Blankenship in the box and say, okay, you want to try to run the football? Here you go. We're going to go with eight. Brock Purdy's going to have to beat us. They could. That's what Cleveland, Minnesota, Cincinnati did in the 49ers losing streak. But eventually, when Debo and Trent Williams came back, Brock Purdy was able to execute at a high level. And the 49ers' woes went away in the passing game. And as soon as they did, and they started hitting explosives down the field, guess what? Last week, Seattle, two high safeties. So finding matchups for Christian McCaffrey is not the problem. Kyle Shaden is one of the best at getting a formation and personnel grouping that's going to find a matchup that he likes. And what he's going to want to do in this game, especially in the passing game, is he's going to want to single up Christian McCaffrey on one of these linebackers. And it doesn't matter which one. McCaffrey is a mismatch on linebackers. Seattle thought it'd be a good idea to bring Jamal Adams in and play a three-safety look. Could the Philadelphia Eagles consider bringing in an extra safety? Maybe they bring in Sidney Brown. Does Sidney Brown come in and play that role, play in the box, play Christian McCaffrey out in the flat? You'll potentially pick up Debo if that's the matchup. Yeah, he could. But then that's a mismatch in the run game. When you take a linebacker off, when the 49ers go to their 12 or 22 personnel, which is one or two running backs and two tight ends, what happens is you have a mismatch because Charlie Warner is blocking excellent right now. So the way the 49ers use personnel groupings and the way that they use formations, they put you in a distinct disadvantage. Another thing the 49ers have been doing a lot to help the run game is they've been going to an ace formation. They'll put Kyle Juszczyk off the ball behind uh, one tight end or behind the tackle, and they'll put... Um, same thing with George Kittle, usually behind the tackles with wide receivers out, Debo and Brandon Ayuk, with Christian McCaffrey as a single back. What it does, it's a balanced set. Same amount of gaps each way, and uh, same amount of holes if you're talking offense. And what you have the ability to do is motion a guy across, create some strength, uh, go ahead and pull them post-snap, pull them with a guard, create a power O type situation. There's a lot of things you can do to help McCaffrey. But these linebackers having to cover McCaffrey is going to be a problem. And if Kyle Shanahan could figure out what coverage is coming and he can catch them in some man coverage situations, Christian McCaffrey is going to absolutely eat them alive. This is not a good matchup for Philadelphia. I couldn't find an area, whether it was in the run game or the passing game, where Philadelphia Eagles linebackers had an advantage over Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Juszczyk, or Elijah Mitchell. Just wasn't there. And the way that Kyle Shanahan schemes things up, He can get matchups like Debo Samuel one-on-one with the linebacker. He did last week against Seattle a couple times. Debo Samuel one-on-one with Jordan Brooks. Debo Samuel one-on-one with somebody else, Bobby Wagner. Those types of matchups can be found because of the way that the players are interchangeable. So finding matchups against these linebackers is going to be one of the keys for Kyle Shanahan in this offense. They're going to look to find matchups that put their skilled players in the best situations to be successful. So Christian McCaffrey against linebackers, win 49ers. George Kittle against linebackers, win 49ers. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk against linebackers, win 49ers. Elijah Mitchell, same. Everyone can win against these linebackers. The question will be, how good will these linebackers be against the run? If they're better than we anticipate, then it's going to be a little bit tougher sledding as far as running the football. If the defensive line, Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis, 
uh, the Bulldogs are able to slow up the run on the interior, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. But I will say this about the run game. You're going to have some advantages on the edge as well. Though Hassan Reddick is a phenomenal pass rusher, I give him a lot of credit. His speed rush is going to be an absolute problem for Colton McKivitz. That's not a matchup the Fournierers can exploit. But it is in the run game. If you can get George Kittle out there on Hassan Reddick and you can get a little bit of a push, you can create a void there. If you can then double team on the inside and get a push on one of those interior defensive linemen, those linebackers aren't as good and you can body them up with somebody, a lead blocker like Kyle Juszczyk, potentially you're going to have the ability to get some gaping holes. Setting the edge for the Eagles is going to, is going to be one of the keys in this game. If they can't, Christian McCaffrey, this 49ers run game, is going to absolutely get going against this defense. I think the defense is good. I just think the 49ers offense is going to present some real matchup and difficulties for the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's talk Kittle. George Kittle versus the Philadelphia Eagles safeties. I think is a matchup the 49ers can and must exploit. So according to DVOA, the Philadelphia Eagles are the worst defense in the NFL against a tight end. Here comes George Kittle, George Kittle, the most efficient tight end in the entire NFL. This guy, when he makes his catches, he makes big plays. One of the best blockers, but let's talk about him in the passing game. Yeah, last week against Seattle, he wasn't featured, right? He only had one catch, but it was a big catch uh, against Jamal Adams. Like, he just beat him one-on-one. Man coverage proved he can beat a safety one-on-one. Well, in come a couple of safeties, you know, that you got Kevin Byard, who they traded for from Tennessee. This is an all-pro caliber safety. No joke. But George Kittle's an all-pro tight end. I don't think they want the matchup of Kevin Byard one-on-one with George Kittle. And if they do, be careful what you wish for. When you have a quarterback like Brock Purdy that can throw with the anticipation that he does, George Kittle only needs a little bit of separation. In fact, he doesn't need separation at all when the ball is thrown, only when the ball gets there. And we saw that in that game. Brock Purdy has a lot of trust in George Kittle to get open. But here's the problem. If you're focusing Kevin Byard solely on George Kittle, you might find a mismatch somewhere else. Or you have Reed Blankenship playing the deep third. That's not good for them. Uh, that's advantage 49ers. Even though I, I've always liked Reed Blankenship ever since he was playing at Middle Tennessee, I thought he was a solid player way back when I watched him in the draft. I thought he was a, a guy that was scrappy that could help on special teams. But I think there's some mismatches there for Kittle. For one, Kittle's bigger. He's stronger. He's faster. And he's just really good at getting in and out of his breaks. So that's the matchup right there, those safeties. Evan Byard and Reed Blankenship versus George Kittle. And George Kittle's really good at running routes and creating separation, not just using his body, but also using his arms to get extended. He does use his strength and his power to be able to create separation, and I think he can do that here. And I think the 49ers, if they can establish a run game, will give some shots for George Kittle to be able to get down the field. We've seen him hit the big vertical this year, a 66-yard touchdown down the right sideline. That's what happened when he got matched up with a linebacker. I think the same thing could happen if he gets matched up with Reed Blankenship. If that happens, advantage 49ers. Down the seam, George Kittle versus Reed Blankenship, advantage 49ers. He's very good, Reed Blankenship, at tackling. But the thing is, he's not as good in pass coverage, and their numbers against tight ends is not good. So Kyle can scheme this thing up. You put all your focus on Christian McCaffrey, 
You're putting focus on Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, and then George Kittle's there all by himself in a good situation and a good matchup. And that's exactly what you're looking for. You're looking for a good situation for George. And I think this is the one of those times where it presents himself. What we've seen since the 49ers have come out of the bye is the offense just really be about pick your poison. It might not be the, you know, the game that you go off. One game you will, the next game you won't. But what happens is wherever the defense's focus is, the offense can focus somewhere else and be successful. Right? George Kittle had a huge game against Jacksonville. Three catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Huge. Tampa Bay was Brandon Ayuk. Huge game. Last week, it was Debo Samuel who was getting it done early in that game, and the targets were coming his way. Of course, McCaffrey's always sprinkled in all those games, and that's why there's so much focus on him. But that's what we're talking about. These are matchup issues for the Philadelphia Eagles. Like I said, great front seven. Well, actually, great front line. I don't think their linebackers are as talented as they were last year. But after that is where you find some weaknesses that you can exploit. And I think finding that interior part of that defense, those linebackers and those uh, safeties on the back end, are areas the 49ers can exploit on offense using Christian McCaffrey and using George Kittle. Also, don't be surprised to see Kyle Juszczyk used in that same area. Once again, he had the touchdown down the field against Jacksonville. That was a great play. But he also last week had an opportunity as well. It was close. If Brock Purdy would have saw him on time, I think Brock Purdy could have got him the football. And it could have been another touchdown for Kyle Juszczyk. So he's starting to find some space. They're starting to ignore him in the passing game. And that's when Kyle Juszczyk can be absolutely dangerous. So take advantage of George Kittle against these safeties, especially when you get him on Reed Blankenship. And when he gets an opportunity to run a choice route, he's really good at figuring out what the leverage is on the player playing him. Now, I'm curious, could it be that we see some Sidney Brown, we see some nickel corner on George Kittle? That's always a possibility as well, especially with how much the 49ers like to run their 12 and 22 personnel. They also run a ton of 21 personnel. They like to keep you in your base set. Will Philadelphia be willing to put a third linebacker on the field? I mean, if Zach Cunningham isn't available, are you going to roll with the other two linebackers or are you going to try to go nickel the whole time? And if you do, is Sidney Brown as a big nickel good enough to help you in the run game? Those are advantages that the 49ers could have because of personnel being just a little bit better than the Philadelphia defense. And the Philadelphia defense struggles on third down. They give up third down conversions at 45%. That's not good. Last week, Seattle was at 47%. They're the worst in the league. This week, it's Philadelphia, and they're not one of the best either. So the 49ers converted over 44% on offense, and Philadelphia gives it up on 45%. You can stay on schedule and convert on short downs. You're going to have a real opportunity to make some big plays. The last one I want to talk about uh, for matchups you can exploit is the 49ers wide receivers versus the slot nickel corners for the Philadelphia Eagles. But we know who they got on the outside, and that's where all the news has been going. That's where all the conversation has been going. Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk versus Darius Slay and James Bradbury. But the real conversation should be, and the one that the 49ers potentially can exploit, is in the nickel situation. I just talked about, are they going to go with Sidney Brown as a big safety to play a big nickel role? 
so that way they can stop the run. Well, if they do that against 21 personnel, then you're going to find some matchups you like in the run game. If you get into 11 personnel and you bring uh, Jawan Jennings out and you go three wide receivers, that's when you really have to decide what kind of matchup you want. You could put you could put Jawan Jennings in the slot. You could put Debo. You could put Ayuk. You could put McCaffrey. Put Debo in the backfield. Uh, you could put George Kittle. You can do a lot of different things to dictate what matchup you want. And of course, whenever you motion and move, you're going to reveal coverage. And if you find the matchup where you get one-on-one with that nickel corner, I think the 49ers have to take advantage of it. Debo inside against one of those guys is going to be crazy. Now, if they decide to move Bradbury at Slay inside, great. That means that you can go ahead and make some moves on the outside. It doesn't change. It's that cornerback, that third guy that you're going to take advantage of, whether that's Sidney Brown, the safety, or whether that's Josh Job or Bradley Roby. Uh, we've even seen Eli Ricks get some time in there. So they've had a revolving door ever since Avante Maddox got hurt. And that's where the 49ers can take advantage in the passing game. You have to be able to get the ball out to that position and get them the ball. And let's be honest, while you're having all that focus on Ayuk, while you're having all that focus on Debo, you're going to find a matchup that you like in the slot. And Jawan Jennings has had success against Philadelphia before. When the 49ers traveled there in 2021, Jawan Jennings had some success against the Eagles. He made some big catches. He was able to get into the end zone for a huge touchdown in that game. So Jawan Jennings can have success, and they might call upon him to have success in this game. Because when all your attention is going to linebackers stopping Christian McCaffrey and safety stopping George Kittle and Bradbury and Slay worried about Ayuk and Debo, who's worried about Jawan Jennings? I think Jawan Jennings is just fine going against uh, the nickel corners that are going to be presented by Philly. And we've seen him have that big catch against Seattle. He gets the first down. Huge play. So you see that there's some matchup problems there. With the way the 49ers motion and shift, they can get matchups they want. And I think anytime the 49ers get Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk lined up on Josh Job or Bradley Roby, they've got to feel excited. They got to feel like that's a matchup they can go ahead and win. And I think when you're talking about matchups you can exploit, this is one of the keys. And anytime that you have these types of matchups, I mean, we just talked about three very significant matchups that can go your way, that you can exploit. That doesn't always happen, especially when you're playing a championship caliber football team. Right? I mean, when we were playing Dallas, it was like catch Van Der Esch out in coverage. But really, I mean, they're pretty stout. Run at Micah Parsons. You find like certain keys that you can go ahead and do. When you're talking about Philadelphia, they have strengths in the interior defensive line. They have strengths on the outside where they have Josh Sweat and Brandon Graham, and they're going to be rushing Hassan Reddick. Like, they have, they have the guys out there to put pressure on the quarterback. But what happens when the other areas let them down? Right now, they're a defensive line that potentially doesn't have the front seven savvy to be able to stop Christian McCaffrey every single time or consistently. McCaffrey is going to be the key in this football game. And I know they know that. They're going to focus a lot of attention on Christian McCaffrey. You focus too much attention on Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel runs right by you. Right? I mean, that's what happened in Seattle. Bobby Wagner was still looking for the ball as Debo was going into the end zone. You got to be careful when you pick your poison with the San Francisco 49ers offense. You got to be careful to not get exploited by these matchups. Now, Philadelphia's defense has matchups that they can exploit as well. 
They have some matchups that are going to go their way. We talked about Holton McKivitz versus Hassan Reddick. That's not a matchup the 49ers can exploit. There are matchups they can exploit on that offense versus defensive line. Hello, Trent Williams. I don't care who Trent Williams is going against. That's a matchup the 49ers can exploit. But the key to this football game for the 49ers, as far as offense, to take advantage of these uh, matchups they need to exploit, they need to make sure they don't get into third and longs. If you get into a third and long situation against the Philadelphia Eagles, they're going to be able to pin their ears back and come after Brock Purdy. That's not what we want. You want third and two, third and three. Those are good situations. Heck, I'd rather have times where you're on schedule, you're ahead of schedule. You know, you never face third down. Just get it done on first and second. Move the sticks consistently. Take what the defense is going to give you. If it's a heavy box, eight guys, throw the ball. If they go with two high safeties, run the ball. Take advantage of uh, pushing Hassan Reddick out. Take advantage of getting outside against this Philadelphia Eagles defense. Take advantage of those linebackers in the passing game. Take advantage of George Kittle against those safeties. It's going to be a lot of fun. This matchup is going to be absolutely spectacular. I love talking about matchups you can exploit because you can find them in every single game. How good these players are offensively uh, around the league, it makes it tough on defenses already. But when you're a really good team and you play together and you start having little chinks in the armor, it just makes it a little bit more fun uh, for an offense. So the 49ers, they know what their job is. They know what their role is. They've got to take advantage of these uh, matchups that they can exploit. And the Philadelphia Eagles are trying to mask their weaknesses and make sure that these matchups aren't uh, exploitable and make sure that they slow down McCaffrey, they slow down George Kittle, and they somehow slow down the 49ers slot receiver. If they're able to do it, Philadelphia Eagles are going to slow down the 49ers offense. If they're not, be careful. 49ers offense might explode on the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles give up over 22 points per game. The 49ers score over 28 points per game. I think the 49ers are going to score some points against the Philadelphia Eagles, whether it rains or not. I think there's going to be opportunities in the run game for Christian McCaffrey. And I think they're going to take advantage of these matchups that we talked about in this game. Thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you would like and subscribe uh, to the channel. Of course, anytime you like the video, it kicks it out to the algorithm. If you share it, uh, it does even more. So thank you guys so much for all that. If you subscribe, hit the notification bell, let you know anytime a video comes out or I go live, which I will be doing. Of course, I'm going to go live Saturday for a game preview show, Sunday after the game for the game reaction show. Join me for both of those. I, I hope you will. If you're listening on an audio platform, 49ers Cutback Unbelieve, available wherever you listen to your podcast. And I really appreciate everyone for coming through. Let me know about these matchups in the comment section down below. You know, if are you worried about the 49ers offense against Philly's defense? What's the biggest weakness? Are these matchups you think they could exploit? I'm curious. Of course, this episode was brought to you by uh, Bet Online, where the game starts. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, stay safe. And remember, the right way is always the 49ers way. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.